0: This is a WKYT podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Conversations with Victor and Andrea. Andrea, you look so excited.
2: I'm always excited to be with you, Victor Puente.
1: <laughs> uh, get a little closer to that microphone. We're still <laughs> figuring this thing out. Or pull it, pull it, push it closer to you.
2: See, I'm always nervous because I'm a loud person. I don't want to...
1: Well, that's why I'm over here working the levels. Don't worry. Okay, Just like an okay. old school DJ. Um, we're, we're figuring it out. I'm trying something new with the editing this time so that... I don't have to mix as much, so uh-huh. I've got both channels just going into the same thing. I love it. Um, hopefully it doesn't ruin it. We'll, we'll figure it out.
2: <laughs> we'll know soon enough. Oh, yes,
1: yeah, that's true. Well, somebody will let us know. You want um, to
2: say what I was doing when you came in today?
1: What were you doing? What oh, y- Oh for? yes. You were looking for t-shirts for the Backstreet Boys concert that we're going to next week. <laughs> and so I, you know, I was like, hey, uh, I'm very excited for you. I probably won't need one. But um,
2: I asked if he wanted matching, and he said no. I was so disappointed. <laughs> well, I
1: would have to get a matching one for my wife also. So, well, you know. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she's not. I don't think she's as big a fan, so she probably doesn't need a shirt. She might feel like right. that was money that just this didn't is, need to be.
2: Our, our plus ones are both going for us. Yes.
1: They're definitely um, just along for the ride. I think they will probably have more fun watching us than they will the show. Yes. But I'm sure the show's going to be great, too. I'm excited okay. about it.
2: I have not done. I haven't listened to the new CD. You haven't? No.
1: Um, It's got like, I don't know, I'd say like four really good songs on it. Yeah. And then it's got some songs on it.
2: And then it's got some
1: songs. (laughs) Yes. Oh. But there are some that I really like. Maybe you throw shade. I'm not throwing shade. They're just, I don't know. Some
2: songs are better than others. Some songs are better than
1: others. And that's the thing with buying an album. Every CD. So there's this podcast I enjoy called Hit Parade where they go through different songs, how they became hits. And they had a really good episode on when radio or when music companies had kind of the war against the single, this was in the nineties, you know, or maybe late eighties. Anyway, basically, um, too legit to quit came out or, and, or, you know, like can't touch this. And the radio or the record companies realized, Oh, if we just pull all the singles out. So they pulled all the singles off the shelf. Which forced people to buy the entire album if they wanted. Which cost more money. Because, listen up kids, back in the day you couldn't just get your songs for free on YouTube or the internet. You basically had to either catch them on the radio um, and hope to record it as it was playing or go out and buy the actual album. Yeah, so they realized by doing that. So then the album became a huge seller, Mm -hmm. but at the same time the single barely charted because they didn't sell any singles. You know, now today that wouldn't be an issue because of uh, YouTube plays and all this other stuff. But... So, they essentially forced people to have to buy the entire album. And as a result, some albums that had one or two really good songs and then just a bunch of garbage, it upset people. They're like, why am I buying this entire album? Mm, all um, I want is this. I've got this Four Non Blondes album, and now and I just want to listen to what's going on, and now what's I've got to listen to this whole on? thing. Uh, well, that's not the, the, you did the different, uh, what's going on. Anyway, um, sorry. So, so, and then they, but they think that the, uh, the backlash was Napster. And as a result, Ooh. people just were like, "Fine, I just want to be able to get this one or two songs," and it kind of destroyed the were music you ever industry. Scared
2: you were going to get arrested? Oh yeah! <laughs> I
1: was like, "Oh man, I'm going to get the letter one of these days. They're going to break so, down my door."
2: I would be so nervous. I remember like ripping a like an Eminem. Burning. <laughs> 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 my friend Brittany's house and, and I was so scared that like someone was gonna break in
1: and now I'm an adult and can actually <laughs> like buy bust music down again the, and, the
2: door to the basement
1: and now there's just no need to because you, you know you got Pandora and Spotify and everything and you True. just listen to everything on demand mm-hmm. but yeah I definitely I know what you're talking about oh man but I'm gonna virus
2: I know. I was scared, <laughs> but I mean, I think there was one or two people that they really like threw the book at, and, and they ended up in jail for well, years. They were know, cautionary tales. Yeah, Lars
1: Ulrich from Metallica. Yes, he was right. I mean, he may have been a jerk about it, and he may, they may have alienated their fans and upset people. But he told everyone he said, "No, this is going to destroy the music industry." And I, you know, obviously didn't destroy it. People are still making money, but it it's definitely changed different. it. Yeah, it's
2: very different. They
1: make their money performing and touring now, and less on their sales. So
2: wow, what a tangent. <laughs>
1: Speaking of I'm tangents, you,
2: digressions. We have a few
1: tangents today. Um, there's obviously a bachelorette tangent that obviously you and our guest uh, Travis Leader go on. Travis is responsible for um, a lot of what you see on wkyt.com and our Facebook page and our Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. And so we thought it'd be interesting to talk to him about it because if you're listening to a podcast, chances are you're either doing it through our website mm-hmm. or you know through your app. Yep. Okay, Andrew. That.
2: Oh, that's what you got to say.
1: Yep. Okay. All I
2: got. No kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But he actually transitioned from on air to online coverage, which you know we kind of talk about. Mm -hmm. Could that be the future for news? Period, where people have moved transitioned from watching us to just reading our coverage online. So, it's interesting to look at what the landscape could be down the line. Obviously, we're not. You know, we can't read the future, but
1: well, definitely for younger people, um, you know, a lot of them they, they want their their information their news kind of at their fingertips and you know when they want it so it's not that uncommon to see people um you know just hit up the website instead of waiting to watch something uh, on tv
2: yeah let's get into it Uh here is our latest conversation
1: travis for some reason i don't actually know is your last name leader or letter leader leader Leader. leader well how often do i say travis's full name
2: i think we've started the podcast
1: I actually. Oh yeah, I guess we did. I've already hit. That. <laughs> <laughs> this is our coworker. What's your last name again? Who are no. you? <laughs> if if you ask me to write it down, I could write it. I just. How often do I say Travis's full name while I'm talking to him? Rarely. Exactly. You, no. There
2: are some people though that you always call them by their first and last like name, like Bill Bryant, Dick Gabriel.
0: That's true. That's true. For obvious reasons. But it has a good ring to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Travis Tra- Leader. Travis Leader sounds good. Yeah, but you know, most people actually get my last name wrong. Yeah. I would think so. It's usually letter. It's or... missing a, an A. That's it is. why I was it asking is.
1: a question. I but wanna, it's wanna like later
0: ready. Hosen. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> well, Travis, welcome to the podcast.
1: You can tell how formal things are already. Yes. Um, so Travis is responsible for our website. So if um, and at this point, I think you know almost as many people are visiting the website as they are watching us. So um, you know. Uh, a lot of the stuff that you see goes through Travis's hands.
0: Millions of people. Right. It's it's crazy what you know, a station in Lexington, Kentucky can do as far as online reach.
2: It really is. So let's go back to the beginning before we get into web stuff specifically. So growing up, what did you think you wanted to do?
0: I actually wanted to be a broadcaster, which is kind of weird. You know, I would watch the people on TV. You know, I was always a big sports fan, and I would watch the people that would do, you know, the play-by-play sports center or, you know, post-game shows, stuff like that. And I was like, you know, I think I'd want to do that. And then all of a sudden, puberty hit. I actually got a broadcaster's voice. I was like, (laughs) hey, maybe this was my calling, you know. Um, You know, I— grew up in alabama and i'm a big alabama fan well it just turned out that alabama had a broadcasting school so i was like i think all the stars are aligning so i was like you know what i think i'm going to pursue it i didn't change my major in college any of that i just went straight forward on the path and uh started my career as a reporter actually
2: uh sidebar how do you feel about uh this past bachelorette
0: Oh, Hannah was amazing, I thought. I mean, she was <laughs> I did not just know this where Alabama we're go. Hannah. Yes. Okay. You know, and she's from the Tuscaloosa area, and she was, you know, she was always part of the pageant circuit. And as you probably know, Andrea, the pageant circuit in Alabama is a big deal. I think
2: all southern states love them some pageants now. I mean,
0: Alabama and Mississippi are like, you know, the pageant capitals of America. So uh, we love our uh, our beauty pageant queens.
2: She's my favorite, I think, maybe my favorite bachelorette ever. Her season was great.
0: See, and I'll have to admit, I only watched half the season of The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I, it was just too much for me, and it was. I know. I, you you know, have a
2: lot of reality shows you keep up with, though.
0: I do, I do, and I just couldn't keep going. But I, I just can only hope that Hannah found true love.
2: She didn't. <laughs> she didn't. She did not.
0: Well, that sounds like every season of The Bachelorette then. I rude
2: she was gonna number on, one. <laughs> rude.
0: Plus, she's going to go on a date with that guy afterwards, or something.
2: Well, he's literally dating Gigi Hadid now. So oh well, that's well. a slap in the face. That's
0: a little bit of an what happened. To again? Pilot Pete.
2: Oh, he's going to be the bachelor. Hasn't been officially announced, so spoiler alert. I'm pretty sure I was supposed to say that before I said
0: Ooh. the spoiler. That's all right. But
2: uh yeah, Pilot Pete Everybody knows you can't avoid spoilers anymore. Okay,
1: that's true. I was going to say normally I'm the one who who takes us off the rails, but Andrea, you just (laughs) I'm sorry. Alabama, and and
2: my first thought is Alabama Hannah.
0: So, was your first job? So, your first job was reporting. It was in Tuscaloosa. Actually, Um, the University of Alabama is really interesting because it's not its own television market; it's in the Birmingham market. But the University of Alabama actually owns a commercial television station with you know local newscasts with professional staff members. But there's also college students behind the scenes and on air that do the reporting. So you'll see someone who's a University of Alabama student that's, you know, reporting on, you know, the biggest story of the day that's happening in the city, which is, you know. An opportunity that really helped me out, where I was ap- actually able to get real life experience while still taking classes and that's in college.
2: The only way to learn. Yeah. It is. I didn't understand anything while I was in school, but now it all makes sense.
0: <laughs> like I, I didn't even put my GPA on my resumes, I mean, you know, because mm-hmm. everyone cares about what you were able to do in the field, what right. you have experience with. It's not about you know how well you did in the classroom when it comes to broadcasting. Obviously, it matters. You know, Mm -hmm. you should always do well in college. But when I think employers are looking at what you are able to do, I don't think they're looking at that GPA.
2: Well, sometimes, you know, your grades don't reflect how comfortable you can be on camera or how natural you can be on camera because some people just have it. and Some people just don't, no matter how smart they are. So this is one of those careers where sometimes that just doesn't translate or correlate to whether you'll be good or not on air. So
0: I actually I'm heard totally someone say-, say I heard someone say that you know a 4.0 GPA is almost a red flag for them because <laughs> it's like Not
2: relatable. Was, was
0: this was this person actually, you know, doing all the internships and work or not or were they more of mm-hmm. just, you know, your studying. book person yeah. studying, you know? It 'Cause I mean honestly No
2: red flags on my resume. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they looked at Andrea the and, Well, wow,
1: this is great. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be real relatable. Best.
0: But you know, I, I double majored in political science. I challenged myself somewhat in school mm-hmm. and you know See,
1: that's the second part Garrett also had political science. A lot science. of
2: people a lot of people do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, I thought I was going to do sports because that was my passion and when I realized when I was taking classes, everyone was wanting to do sports.
2: Seriously, Either
0: you had everyone wanting to be the next Aaron Andrews or everyone wanting to be the next big play-by-play guy. And, you know, I realized not as many people are doing the news path and right. news still interests me, not as much as sports, but news does interest me. Why don't I do that and make myself more marketable? And I think it was the right call. And
2: there are so many more positions exactly. available. If you look
0: at yes. sports, you know, a sports the sports staff, three people or yeah. a reporting staff, you, you know. Yeah, and you know, Lexington's one of the few markets out there, I think, where sports is still part of the fabric mm-hmm. of the market with the University of Kentucky here. And that's You know, this is one of the few markets where, you know, you can really hammer home sports and, you know, it really resonates with the viewers because Big Blue Nation is a very large nation.
2: Oh, it is. It is. So how did you get switched over to Webb?
0: So I took a job in Huntsville after I worked in Tuscaloosa for about three years. And... There is a big technology scene up in Huntsville. Not, I mean, I guess some people know about it, but Huntsville, you know, built the Saturn V rocket that put man on the moon. It's got a big giant arsenal that handles missile defense for our country. It's got every single defense technology company you can think of. It's got like most engineers mm-hmm. per capita for a city of its size. So you're talking about, yeah, I know that was a weird noise. Um <laughs> I don't know if that got picked up or (laughs) not. Just kidding, no, I didn't. Um, (laughs) All right, let me mark that down to edit that out.
2: Oh, we all know he's going to leave that in. I did not, people. Sure, it was a weird chair noise.
1: Yes. Anyway,
0: so you're talking about Tuscaloosa, yes, and then moving to Huntsville, you know, it was you know very science and technology heavy. So I had a general manager that you know wanted to do something that differentiated Huntsville's television coverage, you know, from the standard operating procedure. So he's like, let's create a technology website and let's have someone that's solely dedicated to not only doing on-air reports for that, but managing that website to report on this industry that's the lifeblood of our city. And when he did that, you know, there wasn't anyone to fill the position for a while. I was working general assignment, covering your basic news still. And then they came to me and said, hey, why don't you do this? And I was like, sure, let's try it's something it. new. You know, it was like, you know, I, I think I had done enough murders and, you know, city council meetings and, you know, your average spot news. You know, car
1: correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it,
0: you know, I always liked it. But I mean, it was it was a chance to do something different. And there's always if people ever know me for a long period of time, they'll know. I'll just get bored of doing something and I want to do something new or I want to try something different. So that was my first transition where I was doing half on air, half online. Well, eventually there were some changes and my company decided we're going to put less of a focus on that niche. And I was like, okay, well... You know, I kind of like the digital side more than the on-air side at this point. Can I just work digital? And, you know, my bosses were like, yeah, well, let's give it a shot. And I became a digital content manager there. And that's what I did for about a year before I came to Lexington.
2: So I think a lot of people in this industry, myself included, as far as being the people in the newsroom, it's like we focus on on on-air first. And that's a mindset that we're going to have to start changing soon how important is our website
0: i treat the website as you know a constant rundown where you know if we have breaking news that happens in our six o'clock news let's say um we're going to try to get that into the show as soon as possible that's how I feel about the web. I'm not going to get breaking news and be like, well, my next schedule on Facebook says let's put that at 815. If it happened at 6, I want it up at 601. Of course you got to write it, you got to find the picture, you got to get the information, make sure the information's right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times we think we got to get it first, we got to get it first. Getting it right is always the most important thing to do. But I still want to get it up there first, and I want to be able to capitalize on giving information to the public, reliable information as quick as possible, because that brings the biggest dividends to us. If we're the ones that are first in getting something out to the public, we become that trusted source that we can rely on them to tell us something first when it's happening that's newsworthy. I think the pipeline explosion in Lincoln County was probably a Key example, you know, I was.
2: Oh, you came in. <laughs> you don't know. Travis saved the day. That I wouldn't morning. say
0: that, but. Well, the
2: shows were so much better because we had somebody that was focusing on the web instead of our producers dividing their attention between the show and the web, which happens a lot and that's just a reality. But the fact that you were there and our web coverage was great. Like we had, I think, over 100 viewer photos and, and videos, so you could see so many angles and. You know, from different vantage points, how big the explosion looked. It was like, I really was proud that morning of our coverage, both on air and online. And that was something I referenced on air quite a bit because I knew people would want to know more about it. I'm like, go to the web, you can see more video like it was great.
0: We were inundated with viewer photos that mm-hmm. day and it was like we got to do something with this and I think you were the one that presented all those viewer photos and it was just, you know, it, visually obviously it was so tragic but at the same time visually it was just so stunning to see what happened because right. I had never seen that before. You know, I mean, maybe like on national news at some point, I like, you know, refinery issues or something like that. But I had never seen it in my home market Mm -hmm. where something that crazy happened. And it was like, you know, to peel back the curtain a little bit. I know you've interviewed Kelsey and Noah before on this podcast. Um, They were the only two producers. Mm -hmm. They are in charge of two and a half hours of news that day. They have no way to be able to. Also do all the web stuff that's needed. The website, yeah. Make the calls that are needed to try to get all the information. They needed that able body, and of course I'm a night owl. You know I work a, <laughs> I work I guess as close to a normal shift as you can in news. Right. Being your, but there are
1: definitely times whenever you know it's seven thirty eight o'clock and Travis still just hanging around. And
0: I'm yeah yeah I, I mean I always feel like there's something to be done. Like yesterday I was like you know there's a couple more things I need to do, but I need to leave. So you, you know you coming you in.
1: You have
2: to sometimes. You for do. your sanity. You, you do. And it was his birthday. That It was the night of his birthday that he came in. Yes. And I think, honestly, that was the reason he was still awake. <laughs> yes. And you
0: know, and, and I wasn't drinking. I didn't celebrate my birthday. It was a weeknight. But I was just up at 1 o'clock in the morning. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing all this stuff like, did y'all see some, some kind of plane crash or something ex- right. exploded in Lincoln County? And I'm like, what in the world? A lot That's of people not... thought
2: it was a plane crash because a lot of planes fly yep. over that area.
0: Yep. But... And it was just like... Okay, something obviously happened, and then you know I started looking on Twitter and I started sending emails, which was the telltale sign. <laughs> Kelsey, oh, Travis, and we're like, get your butt in
2: here! <laughs> Travis is still
0: awake. Help! Time to call him in. <laughs> <L-O-S>. <laughs> <laughs> well, but,
1: oh, I was just gonna say, it kind of shows the difficulties of your job too, because like Andrea and I can write a story. Andrea and I can, you know, we can do part of that, but there's so much. So, but you, so you have to be able to do that part of our job, but then you also have this other whole part that a lot of us just haven't been able to figure out. As far as, you know, how to format things, getting, I mean, just,
0: and you know, we, it's also like, that was the first time we ever, we literally just got this new way to get photos submitted to us on the website. And this was great timing. This was literally the first time we used it. It's called burst and you can find it uh, on our website. If you just search for uh, submitting photos and video and it's like, Hey, let's use this new tool. Let's put it out on Facebook. Let's say, Hey, send us your photos here. Because if you send your photos here, they're going to be on our website. We're going to use them on air, and it's going to improve not only our web content, but our on-air content. And that was really such a key role in how we, I think, did such an amazing job covering that breaking news event. And it was obviously a tragic event. One person lost mm-hmm. their life, and several people lost their homes. But it was something that we were watching on the national morning shows that right. same morning. And it was stuff that we were getting— you know, first. Our and coverage. Yes, and hours later you're seeing it on, you know, the uh, we saw it on the Today Show. I don't know if uh, GMA or CBS This Morning had it. I just saw it on the Today Show. But mm-hmm. it was an impactful story.
2: Yeah, it was. So one thing, you know, obviously this industry is always changing. It's not the same as it was 20 years ago. One thing I worry about sometimes is the web just because it's become so dominant and so many people get their news that way. Do you think this is something that's going to threaten on air at some point, like kind of take over?
0: You know, it's weird. You know, you, you always talk about how the changing landscape and newspapers are, norm- are the big, big culprit here. Mm. They're, they're the ones that are uh, literally a dying industry right? for the most part. You know, a lot of shifted to online coverage, maybe try online subscriptions we don't do that we do it's free it's ad supported obviously we like you going on our website because there's ads there and mm-hmm. our clients are happy when more people are on our website so there is a profit incentive there but at the same time commercials for local newscasts are really the bread and butter for how we are able to continue operating as a station so the on air aspect is still so paramount compared to online You know, I can say that as the online person that our on-air product is still the cash cow for local news. And I would be lying if I wasn't concerned about what the overall trends are. Are people, you know, in our age range, you know, Mm -hmm. going home and watching the 6 o'clock news? Not like they used to. Not like they used to, probably. And, you know, our... You know, I would I would think that we have a older audience compared to, you know, let's say people watching The Bachelorette. I think The Bachelorette's a.
2: That is uh, timeless. Everyone loves it. Universal audience. But ABC audience. hits their key demo on the, on
0: the Bachelorette. And, you know, I think local news, though. And I've noticed this. You know, one of the big things that I've been focusing on is Instagram, because our demos in Instagram are much younger than on Facebook or Twitter. And it's like, hmm. So we are reaching out to these people. We are giving them some sort of content that they like because I'm seeing it in the demographics users. Oh, we're hitting that key demo that we would love to have on air. You know, these people are watching our video clips Mm -hmm. on our articles of these stories that we are putting on air. So there is a demand for what we are producing. Whether it's through broadcast television or through, you know, your cable provider, I don't know if that's going to be the case in 20 years. I
1: was going to say, a younger audience doesn't consume things the way our our parents did. You know, they'll look it up on their phone. They want to watch it whenever – they want to watch it right now, basically. And they're like, well, I'm not going to wait until – You know, the news comes on to figure that out because it's going to be available somewhere, Mm -hmm. which is where our website comes in.
0: Exactly.
2: I'm always holding my phone, though, as I'm watching. So if there's something I want to look up more, I'll just look it up on my phone as I'm still kind of listening to something else. I think we all multitask a lot.
1: Yes. At least
2: that's what I'm hoping. Which, I, want...
1: well, I think that's for a lot of people. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. They put the news on and then they do their morning routine. They do their stuff. Right.
0: And it's like, and that's what I was going to say. Like, we've always formatted our newscasts, you know, in the morning to, they're we're probably going to get them for 15 minutes. Right. Let's hit the high points. We got to have weather every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. We got to have time and temp. We got to have all this stuff. And when you look at how people are viewing news in the evening now most of them do have their cell phone in their hand right. they're probably just as distracted in the afternoon as they were in the morning which mm-hmm. is maybe for different reasons yeah. but i think you're starting to see the same viewing habits but i mean to go back to how we're watching i mean i still have an antenna but that's because i don't want to pay for cable but same, same. <laughs> which is but, i
2: think good for local news
0: it, it is uh you know i hope more antenna usage goes up i mean mm-hmm some things that I mean vinyl records were presumed dead but then people started appreciating that more maybe Vintage. maybe people start appreciating over the air television because they only have to put down a 10 dollar investment on an indoor exactly. antenna and get all their local channels and it's just an extra resource they can have
1: i've seen a lot of people cut cords and that's kind of what they do there they go okay you know I've, I've got netflix and hulu and then for local channels i've got my it's antenna yeah. and it's especially like with you. the digital signal now that's better than the cable
0: signal anyway yeah and plus i get to watch all my nfl football games and you know there's still some other network programs i had cbs on last night for a show so i mean there's still you know a demand at least on my perspective for over the air television and i hope that stays around you know and you know being a cbs affiliate we are a nfl you know we carry the nfl and mm -hmm. stuff like that things that you know, I think are still very attractive to people my age. So to be able to have our newscasts on a platform like that, I think is a benefit for us.
2: What do you think are some of the key factors that make a story go viral? I'm always intrigued. Are you good at calling it like you know which stories are going to take off?
0: I don't bet a thousand by any stretch. There's times where I'm like, oh, this story. I mean, how can this story not do well on Facebook? And it just falls flat on its face. And I just go, gosh, I struck out on that one. But (laughs) You know, you're going to do that, though. I mean, you know, as long as you hit more than you miss, it's good. You know, there's just especially when you live in a market for an extended period of time. What I thought would work, you know, let's say my first couple months here has changed a lot compared to, you know, this past year, I guess you would say. You learn the area. You learn the area and you learn what people are interested in. There's things that in every market, you know, is always going to do well there's a missing child remember the McGoffin County toddler yeah. I mean that that was a huge deal that would be a huge deal no matter where you were in the country and it got national attention you know Savannah Spurlock obviously that was something that gained national attention you know you're talking about a a woman a, a mother, mother yeah who you know just disappeared one night and you know and there was or, you that know, could have
2: been my daughter that could have
0: been yeah and another example malia davis which wasn't in our market but you know a national story you know i would post any major update on malia davis because it's just a little girl you know and mm-hmm. you know that that hits the emotions of people and you know i'm not trying to like trigger certain emotions but that's the content that they're looking for they want to read about it and that's that's something that resonates
1: with the yeah with what they know
0: exactly so like yesterday i saw there was a shooting you know that killed two people at a cabin in pigeon forge not in our market that's a place that everyone vacations Mm -hmm. oh yeah and so two people found dead at a cabin in pigeon forge i know that people are going to be like what in the world we had that in web training
2: and that was the one thing jim looked up at You're absolutely right. Yeah, we had that. Yeah, so we have a web trending segment at the end of our six o'clock newscast in the mornings, and Kristen goes through them quickly and just kind of the top stories. And she mentioned the Pigeon Forge, and that was the one thing that Jim looked up at
1: because he goes to Pigeon Forge. He
2: is a good gauge for me. I can tell which stories are good when Jim. Perks up because he rarely listens to us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's just learned to tune you all out
2: yes, at this point. he's yeah. good at he's it. He's just looking like, at
0: Dorian radar loop right, over and over again exactly, to see when it makes landfall.
2: I know it's a good story when he it gets his attention. You know, if there's a great sound bite and he all of a sudden looks up, it's like, ooh, we need to play that up. Like, you got to notice those things.
0: Another thing we've been doing just to pivot to weather with Jim in the mornings, we do Facebook Live uh, discussions twice a day, Monday through Friday. You can find it on Facebook Live. Shameless plug. Um, so you, we've been the weather's been really nice here lately. It's not the most eventful weather. It's great weather. I think it's weather that everyone here in Kentucky likes. It's not that hard it's to not fun to talk about though. It's not that, and it's not that hard to talk about. And it's right. not in depth to talk about. So we've been focusing most of our weather discussions on Dorian the last few days, and more people are watching our Facebook Lives because we're talking about Dorian. Why? Because one, hurricanes just interest people. It's you know, this slow moving destructive object that the path changes frequently, you know, it's right.
2: Florida was supposed to be gone and barely it's, touched. It. It's
0: a constantly developing story. And everyone's always hyped up looking at that next forecast track mm-hmm. because, you know, it could mean the difference between life and death for some people. Yeah. But also, you know, something else I learned being in Lexington, a lot of people vacation in Myrtle Beach here. So there was it was going up to that area. So people are like, you know, that's where I vacation. Maybe I need to cancel my plans. You know, they know those
1: spots, yeah, and
0: they they're familiar with those spots. In Alabama, it would be Destin down on the Florida Gulf Coast. That would be a place where you know you would, or Panama City. You know, those are uh, places where people frequently vacation. So, you know, when you use those kind of tools to try to find out what would people be interested in, you know, vacation destinations. Even though it's not in Kentucky, it's where people from Kentucky go often. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
1: Well, uh, this has been a fun talk, um, Travis. We're bumping up against our time here. I don't want to yeah. keep you out of the newsroom too much because I know that you stay incredibly busy. Um, I guess my other question, though, do you have any interest in now that you've done so much web stuff, of going back to the reporting side?
2: Back on air? No. Nah. <laughs> I, I still think we need to pull you out. See, I think every you still can do it. it. That's the thing. During a newscast, or you could record something and just be like, "Here's what's hot on the web right now." This is. I think it would be great. This
0: is one thing about me: I have always you know, battled anxiety, same and performance anxiety when I would, you know, it, it, that was probably my biggest hurdle as a reporter was to get over all the anxiousness that I would have before a live shot before anything that I would do because I would just get so anxious and I would not be myself. I would look back at my on air reports and I'm like, goodness, Travis, could you just calm down for 10 <laughs> seconds before the package rolls? I mean, that was... come on. And it Well, was... it's
2: like you watch other people, and you're like, oh, looks so that looks so easy. It looks so natural. <laughs> yeah.
0: I think I transitioned to something that I have more of a talent in. I thought I was a good reporter as far as reporting the news. I don't know if I could be a Victor Puente or Andrea Walker, though, and be smooth on air like you two. Just fake it till you make it. That's what I've there done. There you go. <laughs>
2: See, I had the same thing. You— me singing totally different Mm -hmm. i was petrified to sing i can talk to anyone but if you make me sing by myself in a group i'm fine love it but that's why pageants were always so stressful for me (laughs) is because i had to do talent and i was a good singer but i was terrified and i like couldn't move i would be frozen on stage so i i totally understand like if you watch me sing and then talk i'm so animated and then i was like just frozen solid no no performance aspect in my in my Mm -hmm. singing it was horrible i was just curious because i was terrified
1: i was gonna say one of the good things i like about this place is if you have an interest in doing something and you let management know this is something i'd be you know they're, they're pretty good about letting people kind of step into other roles try things out and so that's why i was just curious i didn't know if you'd ever considered that
0: I, you know, I, I, it's kind of been joked about with our news director. Oh, you know, Travis, maybe we'll, we'll stick (laughs) you on the camera for this or something like that. I mean, I've literally done almost everything in news. Like I've even punched up a, you know, cameras, Mm -hmm. you know, in the director chair, if I needed to, for something I've, I've even done the weather before. I'm not a meteorologist, but I've done a weather cast for a live newscast before. So, yeah, so I've. I've done basically everything, but I've, you know, in my eight plus years of working in broadcasts, I know what I'm better at than what mm. I'm not better at. And I think digital's the way to go for me.
2: Maybe if we could do the whole thing. You know how when you're trying to get a sound bite with a kid, you like step way back and don't let them know that you're <laughs> filming. You know what I mean? It's just like playing with them and then all of a sudden start rolling without them knowing. That's what we're going to have Somebody to do. Somebody just Travis.
1: walks up to Travis. Travis just describe to me what's going on with we'll the story. A, and there's a, a camera little in the corner. secret
2: camera up here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I may I may start doing some stuff with Jim Caldwell. That's a tease for oh, something where, where I may read the viewer questions while he answers questions uh, for weather chats on Fridays. But Godspeed. that's not that's not right. don't book it yet. But that's something we're talking about as a possible idea. We will keep an
1: eye out with that. And Travis, if people want to get in touch uh, with you on uh, social media, I guess the best way is just send WKYT Facebook a message. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the
0: one that's probably going to read it. So all the ones that all the haters out there, I, I, I read all your hate. Don't worry about it. And you know, most of it, you know, I kind of laugh at, and some I. And sometimes we get substantive criticism. That's true. I, and you know what? It's always good to read every person's feedback, whether you agree with them or not. You know, a lot of times they will point out something. It's like, you know what? That person has a really good point, mm-hmm. or they show a correction. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I am prone to make mistakes. I write a lot every day, and Nobody's there's times perfect. where I make mistakes, and I appreciate every viewer's feedback. So yeah, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter. We appreciate it.
1: All right. Well, thanks Travis.
0: All right, thanks guys.
1: Andrea, how was that?
2: It was good. I I really like Travis. He and I have a shared love of reality television. Yes,
1: I I heard that.
2: I, which is why immediately I was like, "What do you think of The Bachelor?" <laughs> well, he has strong feelings about all reality TV. He's a big Big Brother fan. Mm. That's his that's his favorite.
1: Wow. I like. I'm I'm someone who will get in and out of shows. I don't watch right because but I will just randomly pick a season where it's like oh I happen to catch well, you the can first with episode. Reality
2: TV. You don't have to be invested every exactly. season.
1: You go well. I happen to catch the first episode. All right, I'm in. Right. And so that's what happened. You know, sometimes America's Got Talent. Sometimes The Voice. Mandy and I like that. You know, I'd say about every fifth Voice season, we'll watch the entire thing.
2: Well, you get so sucked in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I get so emotional. Like I will cry. I cried during several episodes <laughs> of The Bachelorette this year.
1: Um, okay, well, that's the thing. Oh, also, I have breaking news, Andrea. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Andrea is having a housewarming party this weekend. Da,
2: da, da. All
1: right, how prepared are you?
2: Oh, so unprepared.
1: All right, good. Well, uh, you're going to have one less guest, because I forgot that the Miss Powell County pageant is Saturday night, and I am the MC.
2: So are you I, serious? I'm
1: serious. I chose to tell you on the podcast so you couldn't yell at me too much, because everyone would hear it. Victor! You I'm sorry. to be
2: there. No, I,
1: I, I mean, I literally, at the end, last year, whenever the, the, the event was over, they said, oh, so you want to do this again next year? And I said, sure.
2: Find someone else. And so that
1: was the, that was, that's, the, that's Saturday.
2: Find someone else.
1: You know, you know, I enjoy going back home, getting to do stuff in Powell County, so I can't really tell them no. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, you
2: can. Yes, you can.
1: Who else is going to do it?
2: Okay, you should know somebody, because you know everybody in Powell County.
1: I, I don't. I don't know anybody else who's on TV who's from Power County.
2: They don't have to be on TV to MC a pageant. <laughs> trust me, I've been to many a pageant.
1: <laughs> you emceed one the other night for Jim Caldwell, right?
2: Yes, I did. I'm so no. You were coming.
1: I'm sorry. We'll figure it out,
2: Victor. You have to be there.
1: Maybe maybe we'll come down after You're the supposed after to the bring pageant.
2: Games. Well,
1: you know what? I can I can um, drop some off at Kelsey's place, and she can bring them with you. With
2: Victor. Her.
1: I'm sorry. I really am. I just I I forgot that I'd, I'd already made this commitment and oh, I. Well, would, this
2: is gonna be the worst party ever. I went
1: to the people of Powell County. <laughs> wow! I wish I could just put a picture of you looking like incredulous here. You'll have more parties.
2: No, I won't. Never oh. again after this. Wow. Because two of my f- best friends, I thought at this station, are not going to be there. You and Jim Caldwell. What's Jim Going doing? camping. Oh. What is wrong with with you two?
1: Well, mine was a previous commitment I made to um, my hometown, and his is apparently sleeping in the woods. Oh, which you cared
2: about so much since you didn't even remember till today.
1: I remembered. I just didn't realize that the days overlapped. That's the problem. So, well, Andrew, you know I love you. And I'm sorry.
2: Literally, go ask a teacher to come in and do it. Like, go ask... The guy at the gas station to no! go do it. it. would be really entertaining.
1: It, it, it might be entertaining, but it wouldn't bring the Who's gravitas. the craziest
2: person in Powell County you can think of?
1: I mean, it, it might. Well, it was probably me before it left, but I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's there are a lot of characters in Powell County.
2: Why don't you just get your brother to do it, and no one will know the difference?
1: <laughs> they will definitely know the difference, since he has a giant mountain man beard, and he's, uh, you know, about six inches taller than me.
2: No, I don't think they'll notice.
1: Okay, they probably won't. I'll just put him in one of my suits.
2: Seriously, just, yes.
1: All right. Well, uh, so, Andrea, do you have a favorite thing this week? Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry I dropped this on you during the podcast. Sure don't. Well.
2: know what my least favorite thing is right now. All
1: right. That's cool. Um, well, I was already, you know, because uh, Lauren Miner's little boy's turn one, so I knew we we're going to have to split that. We're gonna go to going to go to that. party to that party? Well, I, I don't know at this point. We're going to figure out the, what the logistics <laughs> are, because I need to be in Powell County kind of early, so we'll, we'll still figure it out.
2: You're not going.
1: Well, um, well I guess we'll know next week whether or not uh, what what I attended. Um, So, Andrea, um, thanks for hanging out this week on a very awkward episode of Conversations. Uh, Bye. Andrea, you got to do the out. (laughs) You're
2: going to have to cut it from a different episode. All
1: right, I'll do it for you.
2: Bye.